You may be seated. You know, um, when you're out on the road driving, there's, uh, there's many signs that are given for all different reasons. Signs that we see uh, throughout the day, there's stop signs, uh, there's street signs, names on them, there's um, directional signs, one way, usually we obey those signs. Um, there's signs for advertisement, there's billboards, right? One of my favorites is my way home from church, you see it right on 34 there, it's um, the, uh, the Joe Leone sign. Uh, for that, that, that great Italian restaurant. And uh, they, they've had for the Christmas season all of these different foods and things related to the holiday season in Italian, but they've kind of put it out phonetically. Have you seen those? And uh, so it's kind of fun to see it, like uh, Bon Natale and all these things. And it, it attracts attention. There's flashing lights that are signs. Uh, we see um, signs all the time, actually, uh, as we watch... TV and we see commercials and there's um, different signs and advertisements. But the whole idea is they're trying to attract your attention for some reason, right? There is a sign for something. So there's a reason that those signs are there. There's a reason that there's a stop sign there. There's a reason that there's other street signs or billboards or whatever the sign might be. There's a reason for them. And the main reason is to attract attention. And then, of course, they will advertise something and uh, give you some information about something. But most importantly, these signs are designed to grab and hold your attention. You know, when you're driving in certain parts of New Jersey, especially up north, you see signs that might say danger falling rocks. That's always a fun one to see. Um. You know, we see uh, signs of the season, like earlier and earlier every year. We, uh, we start hearing the Christmas music played in the stores. And we start seeing the Christmas trees displayed. Isn't that something when it seems, it seems to be like it's October or even September and all of a sudden, right? You were just at the beach and now you're looking at Christmas trees and ornaments. But um, that's supposed to attract your attention, right? And get you to buy something and remind you that, hey, um, Christmas season is coming. It's time to start... Uh, buying presents and buying things for the holidays. But, you know, as we were uh, hearing on the video and then hearing our our young friends read the Christmas story, there's one verse in particular that I just want to focus on this morning in that passage. And it's uh, it's very simply Luke 2.12. And it's that part of the story when uh, when the angels say to the shepherds, this will be a sign... To you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. We saw this great depiction of it in the video, right? Exactly how it would have been. <laughs> but um, it's, it's really a curious verse in this, this nativity story. And perhaps you haven't thought about this before, but does that sort of make sense to you that that would be the sign? Remember what's happening here is that the prophets of old had foretold of the coming of the Messiah. And now the time was near and God had sent His angels to announce a supernatural event 
through supernatural beings, the angels, to many people, to Joseph, to Mary, to the shepherds. And that's the story we read this morning. It said, when the shepherds were living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks by night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of the Lord. So there was a bright light. The glory of the Lord Himself shone around them. And it says that they were terrified. But the angel quickly said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And if the shepherds hadn't thought about it yet, like, where is this baby? How do we find him? He goes on to say, the angel does, this will be a sign to you. So this is how you're going to recognize him. There's going to be a baby, and he's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. Does that seem sort of anticlimactic to you? I mean, of all things, of all ways, and of all means to proclaim and announce the coming of the Savior, the event that the, the nation of Israel had been waiting for for hundreds of years, had been waiting for, had finally arrived. It had been written about and told over and over. And then here was the sign. A baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Now first of all, don't you think there were other babies that were wrapped in swaddling clothes in that area? Maybe not lying in a manger. But just think about it. If you were the shepherd and you had heard this from the angel. Okay, this is what this is what the sign is. And you're waiting. Like, what's going to be the big sign? Neon lights, right? Light shining all over. One of those those big things that the lights that shine up, right? When there's the opening of a new place, right? Fanfare, trumpets blaring, fireworks. What? What's it going to be? It's going to be a baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Seems so anticlimactic. Usually when there's a birth, there's some kind of announcement, right? There's an announcement of the birth, and there's, there's a lot of anticipation for it. And uh, we've all probably been a part of that, ladies given birth, or you've been there for the birth of a child, or, you know, to come alongside a family member in the excitement of the birth, and there's a lot of to-do about it, right? Now, especially in our society, what if there was a royal baby being born? Remember all of the... The leading up to uh, to the royal uh, baby in, in in the UK being born, right? The prince and the princess, and how much fanfare that got, and all over the world, it was huge news, right? So there was a lot, there was a lot that led up to that. But you know, even in our society, when celebrities have babies, that's big news, isn't it? It's big news. It's all over the, the news and the newspapers and, of course, the, you know, the tabloids and all that. It's like, wow, these people are having a baby. And it's kind of like, okay. <laughs> but even the celebrities, like, there's a lot of fanfare around the birth of a, a baby, especially if it's a royal baby. Someday, maybe, to be king. It's a boy. And here we have the birth of the Messiah, the promised one, the Savior of all humanity, and here is the sign given to the shepherds. 
that he would be wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. There's three basic things that I just want to point out to you from this one particular verse in the Christmas story. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. First of all, we recognize that God infiltrated humanity. That God came in the form of a man, taking upon himself flesh. It says you will find a baby. Why a baby? Why even a baby? Just think about overall that there is this sign and this is the way that God is choosing to bring in the Savior of the world. It is not a, it is not a triumphant soldier. It's not a, a king who's riding in on a stallion with, with fine linens and robes and a crown. It is a baby. And I think in, in God's ultimate wisdom, He is showing us His connection to us as His people, as His children. That there is this intimate connection and there's so much wrapped up. And why is it that it is to be a baby born in, in Bethlehem? But you know why a baby? It's, it's about God's connection to us as people. It's about Him revealing Himself to us. And it says that He would come and dwell among His people. That He would live and breathe. And He would eat and drink and He would sleep and He would laugh and He would mourn and cry. And all of that wrapped up into God dwelling with His people. You remember back in the beginning of God's story back in Genesis, We see when Adam and Eve, when they were disobedient to God and they sinned, you remember what they tried to do? They tried to hide from God, right? They tried to hide from Him, which we read that, that's kind of silly, but they were trying to hide from Him. But then what happens next is so amazing, we can't miss it. And it's really tied to what just happened here, the birth of the the newborn king, the Messiah, in the form of a baby, In that story of Adam and Eve, God seeks out Adam and Eve, His children. You remember what He says? He says, where are you? What have you done? It is God initiating that contact. And that's so important that we remember that, right? That it is God who initiates that contact. Any other religion in the world, any other faith-based system of belief, It's just the opposite. It's all about us as humanity trying to get reconnected to God, finding ways to please God, to to do good works, to kind of please Him and get into His his good standing, to find our way back to God, to discover who He is. But our God, the God of the Bible, He seeks us out. Isn't that awesome? He is the one that initiates this relationship that we can have with Him. And again, God, in His sovereignty, designed it that He would send Himself, that He would send Jesus, His only Son, to take on human flesh, to live among us for one reason, and that would be to die on our behalf. The one true Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. Ending the sacrificial system, keeping His promise to send that Messiah 
to once and for all provide a way for all of the world to be connected to Him. All who would accept and believe. So it's about His humanity. But also it says then, you'll find a baby, but the baby will be wrapped in clothes. Now, I don't know how often mothers and parents still do this, but I know it used to be more of a practice back in this day, but they would wrap children, babies, newborn babies, in swaddling clothes. And my understanding is that they would actually wrap them up almost to look like a mummy, like wrap them up real tight. They'd wrap up their arms and then wrap up the rest of their bodies and wrap it all together, and it would keep them close and tight. And they would do that for a few reasons. First of all, they didn't have all the medical advances in healthcare that we have today. So it was protecting them from germs, from the environment. Especially Jesus, where is he? He's in a manger. But also it was to keep them warm and to help them feel safe. But it kind of reminds us of the helplessness of this new baby, the helplessness of the Savior. At once, he is all-powerful God, but at the same time, He is human. What irony there is in that. That the one who as a baby was confined and wrapped together would one day come to set us free. And that was why He was born. So we can see in the manger as the baby lies there, the baby Jesus, it is about His humanity and God's connection with us, His children which should bring us hope and peace and comfort that the God of the universe knows us and loves us so much. But it also shows us the helplessness of even the Savior. And then finally we see, it says not only will it be a baby wrapped in clothes as the sign, the great sign to the shepherds, but He would be lying in a manger. And just think for a second, how would the shepherds have really processed that? Maybe you didn't realize that but that wasn't a normal place to lay a baby to get rest and to feed them. Do you know what a manger really is? A manger really is, now there, there's been some talk about exactly what the manger was or how it was being described, but in general, Jesus was laid in a place that was set aside to care for animals. Probably maybe at night when they came in had to get out of the weather, And it was probably their feeding trough where the food would normally go. They laid some hay down and they put Jesus in kind of like a makeshift cradle. But it would be a place that you probably wouldn't even see a poor family bring and have to put their child. So Mary and Joseph brought the baby Jesus. They wrapped him in swaddling cloth and they laid him in a manger where the animals would usually feed, where the animals were hanging out. And think about that. The word that comes to mind for this to me is humility. The humility that God Himself would come and invade humanity in the form of a baby, helpless, wrapped in swaddling clothes, in all humility. The greatest act of humility. Lying in a manger. Probably outside. Maybe even to some extent being exposed to the elements, you remember there was no room for them in the end. And so they were probably, even outside, having to deal with, with, with the nightly cold. 
And so here he is lying in a manger. It reminds me of what it says in Philippians 2, that great passage about the humility of Christ, that he was humble and obedient to God, obedient even to death on a cross. So the great fanfare was nowhere to be found. There was no neon signs flashing, here is the newborn king. There was no lights in the sky flashing around, no fireworks, no trumpets blaring. The angels came to the lowly shepherds, the outcasts of society, and gave them the great news and said, here is the sign. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. Just that one verse in Luke 2, verse 12, really says so much about what we celebrate during the Christmas season, doesn't it? It reminds us of our connection to God, to the Lord Jesus Christ. That He is the newborn King that we sing about. But yet we should always remember the circumstances around His birth. That He was born to humble parents. And that He was born and wrapped in swaddling cloths that he was laid down in a manger. There was no place for him. Do you remember what the Lord Jesus said once when he was ministering, that he had no place to lay his head? Almost as if from day one, he was homeless. And it's an amazing part of the Christmas story that as we see the humility of God, that that should bring us hope, it should bring us joy, but it should also remind us that God came in the form of man. He came to live and dwell among us. But also, He didn't just come for the rich and the wealthy and the famous of the day. He came for people like the shepherds. For the common man. Like me and like you. He came for those that we might see on the streets of New York City, those who are helpless, those who are poor, who are begging. He has come for those who really feel like they have no hope. And so one of the greatest things that we can do during Christmas time is to give, right? We give each other gifts, and we're doing that today, and maybe you got to do that last night. But we are reminded in this part of the Christmas story that we are to give. And when we give to others, and all that we have and all that we are, we are to give with humble hearts. For that is how God calls us to Him. With hearts that are contrite. Hearts that are looking for forgiveness. Hearts that are humble towards Him. And what does that simply mean? It means that we are to lay aside our desires, lay aside our pride, and surrender ourselves to Him. In all humility. Like Christ being born being laid in a manger, like Christ going and dying on the cross, the death of a criminal, never having truly a home, that we are to look at Jesus Christ, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, but in all humility, as the greatest example of humility that we are to follow each and every day. So in all of our joy, 
in all of our celebrations, let us also remember the humility of God, that He would seek us out first, and that He would be willing to send us a Savior in the form of a baby lying in a manger. It's an amazing part of the Christmas story that I hope we would all remember in maybe in a special and unique way this morning that God wants to dwell with us. Last night at our Christmas Eve service, we must have said the name Emmanuel a hundred times. We sang it. It came up in the passage we were reading. That name that we give for Jesus, Emmanuel, simply means God with us. That is what we call the incarnation. God coming to dwell among men. And we see here it was in the form of a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. In all humility, helpless, we have a Savior who was born to us this day. Isn't that an amazing story? Awesome. Sometimes when a story is so familiar to us, and we hear it over and over again, the importance of it can get lost, right? And maybe we only come to this story once a year. In our studies, in our reading, we hear it at church, but, but still, year after year, we hear it, and yeah, we understand it. We see it in the movies. We see it depicted. and It becomes so familiar, but... There is so much that God wants us to know about Himself and about His plan for us as children in this most amazing of stories. The most amazing event in human history that God would come and dwell among His people. We see how He did it. No great fanfare, but the angel said, here is the sign, a baby in a manger. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for your word, the power of your word. God, would you um, remind us that even when we come across scripture that, that is very familiar, that we read time and again, God, help us not to assume or to put it aside, but to look intently at it and see how it is you will speak to us. For God, we know that your word is so powerful, and that you speak to your children us through your word. So we thank you for just even this one verse, reminding us of the humility of our Savior, and that God, that we would be compelled and encouraged to follow after that humility, that we would be humble towards one another, that we would give of ourselves, and that, of course, we would come before you, the great God of the universe, our Creator, who is also our Heavenly Father, that we would come before you with all humility. We thank you for the example that Jesus is, that we would follow him every step of the way. And Father, finally, we do thank you for keeping your promise, for sending us a Savior. And Lord, we know that it might not have been the biggest sign that people were looking for, that it wasn't creating so much attention as we might have thought it would be, but God, yet people knew. They still didn't take the time to look. So God, help us to continue to seek out after you and to share that light and that good news 
of the baby Jesus so that we would continue to share that hope and that peace that you gave us so many years ago. So God, bless us as we continue to sing and and worship you and give you all the glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.